What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Tuesday, August 20th. Hope all you guys have had a good week up till now. Hope all you guys have had a good day up till now. And just keep grinding, man. Keep counting your blessings. Keep striving to your goals, man. Do what you got to do and just keep doing you. Don't ever let anybody change you and always, always keep getting better. With that being said today, man, talk about two things. I'll talk about the more important thing later. But first and foremost, shout out to all my UCLA fans out there. I know, I know a couple people um, that either go to school or just fans of the football and basketball teams. And they had some really good news that dropped today by landing arguably the consensus number one point guard in the nation who goes by the name of Dacian Nix. Now, you don't know who Dacian Nix is. He is a 6'5 point guard who was originally from Fairbanks, Alaska. He grew up, he was born in Fairbanks, Alaska. I'll say that. He was born, or he was born in Fairbanks, Alaska, excuse me, and he grew up in Anchorage, Alaska. Then he moved out to Las Vegas, where he's been going to high school at Trinity International School for the past, I want to say, couple years now. Um, and yeah, man, he. It's crazy because he doesn't even play for a sponsored, a shoe-sponsored AU team, and he still dominated no matter where he's played. The first time I actually watched him was probably, I want to say, March. He actually played against LaMelo Ball and Rocket Watts and Isaiah Jackson Inspire Academy. They played each other at the Grind Session Tournament in Kentucky, and they ended up losing that game to Spire, but it was still a really good game. Dacian Nix, man, if you don't know his game, though, Honestly, he's probably one of the best passing point guards that I've seen in a while. And that's saying a lot because I've seen a lot of point guards. Like, I'm not going to say he's Rajon Rondo because he has more of an offensive package, but it's close. Like, passing-wise, he literally has the same vision as Rondo. And that's saying a lot because we all know Rondo literally has eyes on every side of his head. Like, literally, he drops dimes like crazy. But Dacian Nix does pretty much the same. He sets up his teammates for really good buckets. He knows where to find them. He knows their hot spots. He knows their cold spots. He's just a really, really good overall and well-rounded point guard. He has a really good jumper. It's not the best form. It kind of shoots it from the side a little bit, but it still works for him. As long as it goes in, at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. And, you know, he does everything. He has good size. As a point guard, he's 6'5". So, you know, he's dunking the ball with ease. And he's just a really good point guard. Now, um, I said he committed to UCLA this morning, but it was weird, though, because he actually dropped his final five schools yesterday. And his final five schools were Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA, Alabama, and Maryland. So he dropped his top five. And then literally, the next, not even 24 hours later, probably like 12 hours later, he announces that he's committed to the Bruins and coach Mick Cronin. Now, I am not the biggest fan of Mick Cronin. I've I let that be known on my podcast hundreds of times now, but he is a good coach. Like I give him a lot of, I give him a lot of smack because at Cincinnati, you know, he had some really good teams. He had some good players like Jerron Cumberland and a couple other players. And I just feel like his coaching style is, it's good. It works, but I, I got to see how it translates to the PAC 12 because the AAC and the PAC 12 are just two very different conferences. Not saying the PAC 12 isn't that much better, to be honest with you. Um, they get better talent. I'll say that, but you know, when they play against each other, it's not a big difference. It's not like a, a, a little low major school playing against a high major school. But regardless of the fact, I do give Mick Cronin a lot of credit for being able to snag, 
one of the best point guards in the entire nation, especially because he hasn't even coached a single game yet. He, does, he won't even coach his first game until November of this year. So that's a really big thing. And, you know, UCLA has their names in a lot of different, has their name, excuse me, in a lot of different kids list. And getting Dacian Nix is a really, really good start to a recruiting class. The 2020 class, as I mentioned before, is a really, really deep and loaded hoops recruiting class. Like schools should really prioritize the 2020 class. Even if you're, you know, say your roster is full for next season, you need probably one or two players to walk, get a scholarship and then you'll be full. Try and get a player in the 2020 class because these this class is a special class. Like they're going to be remembered for a very long time. They're going to have a lot of NBA players. They're going to have a, a few kids that are going to be some college legends. Mark my words for a fact. They already have some kids that are doing a lot, you know, in the high school ranks. Now they just got to keep advancing and evolving. But getting Dacian Nix means a lot. First and foremost, his recruitment was quiet as hell. Like we had no clue what Dacian Nix was going to do. Everybody was just skeptical until about a couple weeks ago. Um, 24-7 Sports and uh, put they do a little crystal ball where they predict where kids are going to pick college. And they 24-7 Sports, I forgot who the exact writer was for 24-7 Sports was, but he put that UCLA has a 100% chance of getting Dacian Nix. And so whoever it was, salute to them. They ended up being right. Give a lot of credit to them. I don't know what happened. I do know for a fact that Dacian Nix took an unofficial visit while he was out here attending the Pangos All-American Camp uh, hosted by Dino. Shout out to Dino Stragonis. Um, and so that went down. I don't know if he officially visited. I want to say he did, but I, I can't say that for a fact. But Nonetheless, this is a good start for UCLA. They also have their names, as I already mentioned, in some other top lists and some top players in the L.A. area, starting off with Zaire Williams, who has UCLA in his top seven. I think UCLA has a chance, but I don't think they're really going to contend in the race for Zaire Williams because Zaire Williams, it looks like he might be headed out to play somewhere between the Blue Bloods in North Carolina, of Duke in North Carolina, or he might play in the Pac-12 for another Pac-12 school, and that might be Stanford. But UCLA is definitely in contention. Mick Cronin and company should definitely try their hardest to get an official visit because those do matter a lot, especially because, you know, UCLA, you have an advantage already with Zaire Williams and the next kid we'll talk about because they're already close to home. So, you know, especially UCLA, Zaire is from Lancaster, California. He made the move down here and he plays at Sierra Canyon now. But being from Lancaster, UCLA is the closest you know, university to Lancaster. And so you have that advantage there. Um, and so, you know, he's a five-star player. And when you get a five-star player like Dacian Nix, he's able to recruit other players. Because players, Dacian Nix is one of those players where players really genuinely, genuinely, excuse me, love playing with him. Because the way he passes, the way he sets up his teammates to get better and get buckets, kids love playing with Dacian Nix. And like I already stated, he did not play for a shoe-sponsored AAU team. But kids are going to want to play with Dacian Nix at the next level and eventually once he gets to the NBA. Because he is NBA good. Dacian Nix is an NBA point guard. He has the size. He has everything right now. Except, you know, I don't, I, honestly, I feel like he has everything. To be honest, he might. I don't think he has that blow-by speed yet, but he's starting to get it. I've noticed that he's really worked on that a lot. But, you know, Zaire Williams is a target. You also have Josh Christopher. Josh Christopher, 6'7", wing, currently goes to Mayfair down in uh, to, um, Torrance, excuse me, 6'7", um, wing headed into a senior year also he is for also from Lancaster California so UCLA is technically the hometown school I don't think he ends up going to UCLA but as I already stated they have a chance they're in the hometown they're close to home 
you know, it's everything, you know. Hopefully they can get an official visit. I'm pretty sure they will because Josh Christopher announced his top five schools, which is UCLA, Kentucky, Missouri, Arizona State, and I believe the last one is, uh, I said UCLA, Missouri, Kentucky, Arizona State, and Michigan. The last one is Michigan. That's what I forgot, Michigan. So I'm pretty sure Josh Christopher is going to take his time and go um, to take all his official visits. We'll see. UCLA should have a, a pretty good chance. Mick Cronin just has to has to really prove himself this first season. I think this is going to be a big first season. And I'm holding Mick Cronin to a higher standard for his first season because unlike a lot of these new first-year head coaches, Mick Cronin was left a lot of talent. Steve Alford, he may have not gotten it done on the court, but he did get it on. He did get it done recruiting wise. Like he has Cody Riley, Tiger Campbell's coming off an ACL injury. Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son, is going to be really good. I think people are sleeping on him. You got Cody Riley, who should be good. Moses Brown should be a little bit more developed. Kenny Nawabo. They have a really UCLA has a really good squad right now. Like currently, they have a really good team. Like I don't expect them to be winning the Pac-12, but I do expect them to be in contention. I expect them to be top four for sure and nothing less. I think it should be them, you know, maybe USC, Arizona, Washington, and Oregon. I think they're, those are the top five schools in the Pac-12. Usually, you know, that's how it usually is, but I expect UCLA to have a really good year. I think Mick Cronin is a good enough coach to get it done in the Pac-12. We'll see what he can do with his talent. I do think he is a better coach than Steve Offer, who is now at the University of Nevada out in Reno, but you know, I think I think McCronin can get it done. I think his first year should be important. I think people are definitely going to be paying attention. He definitely needs to get UCLA back to the tournament because, you know, Steve Alford, they missed the tournament this past season, and they hadn't in the years that they got to the tournament, they didn't have any success. I think last year they ended up losing to St. Bonaventure in the first round, which was bad. And I think that was a that might have been a playing game if I remember correctly, but you know, it just. UCLA's got some work to do, but we'll see. I think Mick Cronin is a good hire. You know, I believe they hired him in, I want to say April, maybe June, early June. No, I think they want to, no, it was either March or April, somewhere in that time span. But, you know, I think he's the right man of the job, and getting recruits is how you start to win games. That's the first recipe to winning games. But even though you get the recruits, you still have to go and implement your game plan and get wins. But I think Adding a guard like Dacian Nix is really, really good. And hopefully he stays committed, which I'm pretty sure he will. But, you know, basketball, you know, commitments aren't like football commitments where it's like soft commits and kids end up decommitting, going to another school because they were in contact with another coach the whole time. Basketball commits are stuck. They're glued, not glued, but they, they really love their coach. So I'm glad for Dacian Nix. I think this is a really big game changer for UCLA. And hopefully they can do some things with this and they can make something out of it. You know, they already have a pretty good point guard in Tiger Campbell, who I already mentioned. But with Dacian Nix, UCLA is definitely on the right path to being successful again. And they don't have to be as good and as legendary as they were under John Wooden and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, Bill, and you know, Bill Walton and everybody that they had. They just need to be successful because they are considered, quote-unquote, a blue blood school. They're not, I mean... You know, a lot of people don't consider them that now, but with their history and with the players that they've had from Lonzo Ball to Russell Westbrook to Darren Carson to Kevin Love, Matt Barnes, they've had a lot of pro players. Baron Davis, they just have to keep building on that and keep the tradition alive. So UCLA, y'all got a good one. So with that being said, let's move on to our next topic, and that is is football. Now, I don't talk about football a lot because, you know, football is not my, uh, how shall I say, my cup of tea. Even though I do like football, I'm a big fan of college football, especially 
Um, NFL-wise, I'm a fan of the Los Angeles Rams because they're the hometown, you know, team. Um, but I'm a much bigger college football fan. But getting to the NFL. So, it's been a lot of discussion about this Jay-Z news. If you don't know, Jay-Z last week agreed to a deal that him and the NFL and Rock Nation Sports, who is his agency, have come together to make a deal called the Inspire Change Initiative, which is pretty much... Um, it's going to deal with, first of all, fixing racial injustice and social justice, um, where they're going to try and help education and economic advancement. They're going to have police and community um, try and strengthen uh, excuse me, police and community relations. And they're going to try and keep going further with criminal justice reform, which Jay-Z has been doing a really good job with Meek Mill and Robert Kraft in that area. Also, the deal, um, it sounds like Jay-Z is going to be um, either an owner of a team soon or he's going to have an ownership stake in a team soon. One or the other. Hopefully, he's going to be the first black NFL owner, which will be a, a major win. Um, and then he's also going to be picking the Super Bowl halftime performer because we all know, you know, a lot of people love the Super Bowl halftime show. You know, everybody's tuning in. I don't know what it is about it, but it's such a big thing. You know, people that don't even watch the Super Bowl. They, they tune in to watch the Super Bowl halftime performance. For some reason, it's become a global phenomenon, whatever it is. But now we know that with Jay-Z handpicking the artist or performer, that it's going to be a pretty good show. But that is not the main thing. So, as I already stated, the initiative is called the Inspired Change Initiative. And I've seen a lot of people give Jay-Z a lot of backlash because of this. And me personally, when I first heard about the deal, I honestly just felt like, okay, Let's give Jay-Z some time to prove himself because honestly, we don't really know the true ins and outs of this deal. We just know the little main or not the little, but the main pieces of the deal. We don't know exactly what's going on. Um, I'm pretty sure Jay-Z is getting paid for this. And I think that's why a lot of people are really mad about it. And but it is what it is, you know. Um, but I just seen like a lot of people are saying we got to give up on Jay-Z. Jay-Z is not for the people. Jay-Z is wrong. Jay-Z doesn't know what he's doing. The NFL is a blackballed league. They don't know what they're doing. They're racist, you know, all that stuff, which is kind of true. Don't get it twisted. It is very true. And what I'm about to say right now, don't get it twisted. I support Colin Kaepernick. I support Eric Reed. I support Kenny, Kenny Stills. I support any player that said, forget my passion and let me do what my purpose is. Literally, anybody on the planet that can do that, they have my utmost respect, like for sure. So my thing with this is, though, can we just give Jay-Z some time to prove himself from what Jay-Z has already done in his lifetime to try and help us as in minorities? He's done a lot. So what has he done now to make us feel like we have to give up on him because he partnered with a league that has been wrong, that has black that has been known to black balls players? Yes, it might sound crazy, but sometimes to defeat the beast. You have to go in the belly of the beast and destroy it from the inside out. And I feel like Jay-Z's doing what he feels like is best. And I think we we owe Jay-Z enough to give him not the benefit of the doubt, but to give him time to see if we're going to get some progression. And that's all I'm saying. I don't know if Jay-Z is right for taking this deal. I don't know if he's wrong for taking this deal. The only thing I know about this deal that Jay-Z did wrong is not really confirm and talk to Colin Kaepernick. And he said he did. But Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, Nessa, came out and said that they had no conversation relating to the, the deal. And, you know, Eric Reed said it was despicable. Colin Kaepernick's agent came out and said it was cold-blooded. And I just feel like 
first of all, you guys probably didn't even talk to Jay-Z yourself, so you don't know what his mind frame is. You don't know what his state of mind is. But Jay also said during the interview, it was a live, it wasn't an interview, but it was like a live session with like all the NFL's higher-ups and, you know, a, a bunch of people from Rock Nation. And Jay-Z said, he was pretty much saying like, do you know what Colin Kaepernick was doing when he was kneeling? And everybody was like, yes, he was trying to, you know, not protest the, the flag, which a lot of people think still to this day is what he was doing, which is wrong. He's just trying to bring light and awareness to social injustice and racial injustice that the world has been facing for the beginning of, or not the beginning of time, but, you know, America has been facing since the beginning of time. And so I, I, I applaud Colin Kaepernick for that. That is a heroic thing. And he sacrificed his job for that. And my thing is, though, you're getting mad at Jay-Z and it's like people want Colin Kaepernick to be in the back in the league so bad. And I I don't mind if Colin plays in the league again. I want to see, a matter of fact, I want to see Colin be in the league again because he deserves it. He's still a good enough player. But my thing is, though, you know, going off into not another subject, but to another little loophole here is Colin Kaepernick took his settlement case with the NFL. Colin Kaepernick filed a grievance for collusion against the NFL. And he won that settlement and took his money. The moment you win a settlement or the moment a settlement is settled, I feel like that means both sides are done. They don't want to have anything left to do with each other. So once Colin Kaepernick decided to go to court, I feel like once he got it, the NFL had wanted to do nothing. They, they had nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick anymore. They, they didn't want to even affiliate with Colin Kaepernick anymore. That's how I look at it. The moment he took his money. And I think that deal happened like probably almost a year ago now. And so I feel like he it's it's a wrap. Like, I do want to see Colin Kaepernick back in the NFL. But I think once he took that deal, that settlement, quote unquote, it's settled. There's nothing left between either side. Colin wants to be in the NFL more than the NFL wants Colin Kaepernick. That's always been the obvious. But since you took the settlement, it's a wrap for your NFL career. And I hate to say that because I want to see him ball because he deserves it. And he took a stand when he didn't have to. But it's just it's just the facts. Kenny Stills also did the same thing, or no, excuse me, Eric Reed also did the same thing, and the NFL kept him in the league. Like, they, they said, okay, you think we're blackballing you? No, we're, we're going to put you back in the league. He played with the Panthers, and he's still on the Panthers, I believe. So it's like, it is what it is. Another thing, though, it's like, Eric Reed said Jay-Z was despicable for not even, you know, contacting the league and just, or not, for not contact, for not contacting them, as in Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, Kenny Stills, and just taking the deal without talking to his people and I just feel like at the same time though like you're still getting paid by the NFL like you kind of sound I don't know how to really explain it but you don't really sound in the best interest either though like you're still getting paid for the from the NFL the NFL still gives you money so it's like who are you really with what do you we know what you're standing for but what are you trying to do and I think the main thing that came out of this to me as I already stated, was that, you know, let's just give Jay-Z some time. But at the same time, though, like, we got to see what's going to happen. Like, let's just be patient. Let's see what Jay's going to do. Give him some time. If we start to see some change, good. If we don't, then we can start to ridicule Jay-Z. But as of now, let's just give it some time. That's all I'm saying. And so that's that's all I wanted to say there, man. Hopefully, y'all understand what I'm getting at. I don't think Jay-Z was right. And I don't think Jay-Z was wrong. We do owe Jay-Z time to see if he can improve stuff like that that's the least we can give jay-z for all that he's done for minorities let's give him that so you know i just feel like everybody's coming at him it's just crazy like we don't know the ins and outs of the deal no he did not talk to us he did not tell his people like this is what i'm gonna do i feel like we should do it but 
it is what it is, man. Like, let's just give Jay-Z some time. Let's let him earn, you know, we, 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 Jay-Z has earned our level of trust to at least give him some time to see if he can make some true changes. And I think he will. Me personally, maybe I'm optimistic. Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. But I think Jay-Z could truly make some change. I'm not necessarily saying he can turn the NFL into a whole, you know, we support, you know, black people. And we, I'm not going to say the NFL hates black people, but I'm just going to say they hate, they have a lot of racist people inside the NFL. I'll say that. I think the owners, they're wrong. I think there's a lot of people that support Trump. That's all I'll say about that. But let's just give Jay-Z some time. And that's, that's how I'm going to finish it up. You know, let me know how y'all feeling about it. I felt like I didn't even really want to talk about this, but I just felt like, we had to, like, as a people, we had to, because Jay-Z, we owe it to Jay-Z to give him some time to see if he can change the world, because I just feel like what Colin Kaepernick was doing, he was bringing light and awareness to social injustice and racial injustice, and that's a good thing, but what action were you really taking at the same time? Like, yes, you took action by bringing awareness to it and shedding light on it, but that was in 2016. We're in 2019, almost in 2020, and I'm still seeing police brutality i'm still seeing black people get treated differently than privileged white people the stuff is still going on so maybe jay-z just said forget it we need to take affirmative action and start to really make a change so i feel like nobody's thinking about it like that so that's just how i'm thinking about it man y'all can call me crazy just give jay-z some time that's all i ask i don't care how you feel about me let's just give jay-z some time so as always, though, man, shout out to my Nuts and Bolts sports family. Go check them out. Go check out their articles and podcasts. Shout out to my friends and family, as always. Shout out to the IE. Shout out to Rancho Cucamonga. Shout out to Inglewood, because that's like my second home. Um, and Yeah, man, as always, please just like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, and all those other good things. As always, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Y'all have a beautiful and blessed rest of y'all week. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Love and blessings gone.